0: What's up, Vitamin Lead community? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. Oh, I hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. For those of you that celebrated here in the United States, I hope you set off lots of fireworks and had barbecues and all that fun stuff. For me, my family and I, we got the privilege of going up to New Hampshire to celebrate my mother-in-law's 70th birthday. It was an exciting time being with family. The mountains were incredible, breathtaking. We got this uh Airbnb and uh man, the mountains were absolutely incredible. Did all sorts of fun stuff. For those of you from New Hampshire, we did Storyland and Clark's Trading Post and all of that fun stuff, but uh One of the things we that I noticed that I perceived while I was there is really what leads to the the title of this podcast today. And as I was driving through some of the wooded areas, I continued to see these big yellow signs that would say moose crossing. And I would crack up laughing about it because I told my wife this is the first time that I've ever seen moose crossing. I've seen, you know, duck crossing or deer crossing or <laughs> I don't know what else I've seen, but moose crossing was a first for me. And so I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Cause it's up here that the, you gotta be aware that there may be moose crossing at any point. And if I know anything about moose, it's that they are quite large animals and they would probably do a lot more damage to your car than a deer would. And probably a lot more damage to you if you <laughs> hit them with a car. Um, but so when you're in New Hampshire, when you're in Maine, when you're in those different parts, when you're in Canada, moose crossings is a real thing, right? It's it's part of the, the context of where you're at there. And the other part of today's title is gator dodging. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, his parents were part of the relief effort for Hurricane Katrina, and they were there very nearly after it happened. And they tell this story of one night driving down the main strip of road towards New Orleans and strewn across the highway were alligators that, because of the flooding, had been driven out of their swamp or their waterways. And they were literally littering the highway. And they they told me this crazy story about it's nighttime <laughs> i mean this is the stuff that nightmares are made of but it's nighttime and they're driving down this highway and they're having to swerve back and forth with their headlights on as they just continue to see alligators there at times swiping it if they i mean if the alligator swiped at a tire they would have been stuck in the middle of a bunch of alligators on this main road from slidell down to new orleans louisiana and once again, I began to think, you know, that's a different context. I don't here in Virginia Beach, I don't see a whole ton of alligators unless I go to the zoo. Those of you that are in Florida, you're used to that. That's part of the context. Uh, w- wherever you're at, there's, there's stuff that makes up the context of the place that you live and where you are. And I think that this is such a valuable leadership lesson to learn the context of the place that you're at. When I think back through. My career, I think of the different contexts and how, when I was younger, I didn't do a good job of understanding the contexts and really caring about the people within their contexts. There, uh, I think back to New York when we were youth pastors and associate pastors there, uh, working with um, some of the Uh, undocumented community there and the real challenges that they dealt with, with getting housing or employment or uh, different things like that. Uh, Working with also folks that had to commute 45 minutes into and out of the city. I'd never experienced that before, wasn't familiar with it. And then from there we went to Toledo, Ohio, where, man, one of the interesting contexts that I as I reflected on it after leaving that place after a short amount of time was that this, this church that we were working at, they had actually lost their pastor had died of a heart attack. And we were the newcomers, the outsiders that were coming in to help lead the youth ministry and the, the kids And with all these fresh ideas and being so young, (laughs) we we wanted to see these fresh ideas implemented. But with a, a group that's grieving from something like that, it's really hard to bring some of those new ideas into that context because you're kind of viewed as the outsider. And really what they needed was people to just come and comfort and listen and do a really good job of listening in that time. And I didn't do that. And so, uh, I I would consider that my, my time there as a little bit of a failure. I I met some great friends there, did some great things with people there, but a failure because I didn't understand the context and the culture I was walking into and didn't do a good job of it. Contrast that when we were up in Detroit and in a little city within the city of Detroit called Hamtramck, where there were 28 different languages spoken in that two by two mile city and just a variety of different religions in that city and peoples. And I worked as a school teacher there. I love that opportunity because having learned what I learned from the previous opportunity there in Toledo, what I decided to do was I was going to come in and be a learner in this city. I was going to listen. I was going to understand. I was going to hear from people. I was going to share what I was learning and who I was. But I did, I think I did a much better job of understanding the context within. And adapting to it, and being there with the people, and then you know, you come to a place like Virginia Beach. It's a very different culture. A beach kind of surf culture is a lot different. You know, go to go to California and try to do some of the things you do in the Midwest. It just doesn't work. It's just different cultures. And different contexts by which you come you think of different companies you know the, the things that they do in microsoft are probably much different than the things that they do at google or facebook or something like that uh, it's different targets different contexts by which they operate there's a different culture that's been built and developed there i heard an interview recently with kevin hart where he was talking to tony robbins and one of the things Tony Robbins said is they were talking a little bit about some of the issues that Kevin Hart's had with social media. And he goes, man, what's changed? What's changed that we have to be so sensitive these days. And I think Kevin Hart said something very interesting. He said, the fact is, is that all of these people have had these opinions well before social media. These opinions have existed, but social media has given a voice to the people in these contexts. And the great thing about he he said the great thing about social media is you can have an opinion, uh, but what matters is can people get on board with your opinion? You might have a crazy opinion that nobody's going to get on board with, but the, the fact is, is that social media is the great leveling field that as you are a part of that, that there's, there's a chance that that thing that you're saying would really resonate with that group. And so, I mean, you're talking context, you're talking about the culture with which we're in, that everybody gets an opportunity to an opinion, but the fact is, is which one's going to resonate? Which one do people see and go, that makes a lot of sense here. In the culture that we're in, Understanding the context is an incredible skill that every leader must develop. If you're being asked to come in and be a leader from the outside, coming into a new organization or into a new department, you've got to understand what you're allowed to do. I I don't think that you should keep all sacred cows and just let them sit there untouched. I think that sacred cows should absolutely become wonderful hamburgers if need be. But you got to understand in your context and in your culture what kind of backup you have from the leadership that's there currently. What are they going to allow you to do with those sorts of things? Uh, But understanding your context is such an important thing because the culture that you're in will determine how you approach the things that you do with the people that you lead. So whether you're moose crossing, gator dodging, walking into a season of grief with people like I did in Toledo or whatever you're doing, whatever your context you're in, let's be wise people who understand the context, who understand the culture and who act accordingly and appropriately as a result of that. Hey, I hope this has been a a helpful insight to you tonight. I hope that whenever you're listening to this that you're able to apply it to the context and the culture you're in and that you walk into it with open eyes. Thank you for listening to Vitamin Lead Your Healthy Dose of Leadership. I have been your host, TJ. Reed, and I look forward to talking to you real soon.